On this week's episode of Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap week five of the NFL regular season. Then we go into our segments, the performance of the week, Nathan Peterman Award, stock up, stock down, and preview week six. And end things as always with a two-minute drill. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, uh, I, I think I think we're both better, or we're both good this week, but not for, like, lack of trying. Yeah, I, I, you texted me on Sunday, you know, after our games had both ended, and you were like, man, am I glad that there's a window, you know, there's a couple days in between when the games happen and when we record, mm-hmm. because... Holy shit, I think we were both kind of a mess. Um and I it was happening at the same exact time, so I didn't have a full appreciation for what you were going through until after yeah. the fact and I think probably vice versa too where it was just like yeah, I, neither one of us game, like normally <laughs> normally I would have like you know I'd have it both going so I'd be able to see it yeah, but because yeah. I was at this game I I'm obviously, you know, not looking at my phone or like Sunday ticket, you know, whatever. I'm just actually, mm-hmm. you know, watching the game in front of me. So it was, uh, yeah. And which, I couldn't, I, I couldn't good. watch, like I, I was watching a stream as well. So I couldn't have another stream up because the, you know, this was yeah. an out of market game for me. The mm-hmm. Packers were this week. And so, yeah, I guess we should probably start with you guys. Um, mm-hmm. You made Dan Campbell cry. Would you like to apologize yeah. for that? No, not not at all. I mean, <laughs> it's just I, rude. So, so this is my thing. Um, he just wanted to win. We we were talking. We've we've talked about it so much. Like we we label. We we're pretty loose with the frisky label. The Lions. Are I feel like there's frisky. just a lot like, of frisk though. Like, there is a lot of frisk. Like yeah. there is. Like there are teams that are just like. I don't know. It seems like it's like it's never. A, clean win like even when you guys were the lions like that first half well yeah so so this season you know the lions let's see we've got the ravens by two points on that last second field goal thing you guys by two points i mean the bears 10 which is close they almost came back against the niners and i mean the packers score is the only one that's like a wide margin but that yeah, but it, is kind but of a, a we ran ass. away on them. Yeah, yeah, it was very close for at least half the game. Yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. they're definitely a team that will hang in there with you. And mm-hmm. I still thought the Vikings were going to win this game going into it, but I had a feeling it might be a little more dramatic than some people were expecting it to be. Yeah, and so here's my thing. Um, this game, you know, there was there was a lot of injury talk about it, like you know. Madison starting again, holding Cook out, um, to let him get back to 100%, which I was fully behind. Um, mm. You know, I, I'm, I'm thinking that after today, Jefferson and Thielen were both on the um, injury report uh, as limited practice or did not practice. Um, with I think Jefferson has an ankle, Thielen has a like it's like a foot injury. I don't know if that leaked into this earlier in the in the during this game or if it was before this game, or whatever. They weren't on the injury report before today um, when the first ones came out. And so maybe that 
hints at with Thielen's lack of attention. I don't know. Like, there, yeah, I mean, things. but at the same time, like he didn't get targeted that much and like it didn't come through. He just literally wasn't that involved. Yeah. yeah, And that, and that was a little weird. Like that's him only having three targets should just never be the case. I mean, granted the two catches he had were both didn't come until that final um, possession there to set up the game winning field goal. And he did have a couple, you know, that were pulled there, taken back, whether it was from like a holding call or or whatever from penalties. But still, you know, on the stat sheet, three targets and two catches only. Um, Jefferson played great. He continues just being very good. Um, I I mean, it's is what it is. Like I, I, the thing that I have a problem with in this game, we continue the trend of beating opponents. But letting them, but basically letting everything we can to let them back into the game or making it closer than it needs to be. I mean, this game should not have been decided the way it was. And like I'm, it just, I'm guessing you're kind of winding up to a Mike Zimmer take right now. Yeah. So this is okay. something that I, I, I've, I've said on Twitter, um, as, as recent as last night, honestly, but, um, this is something that I've been feeling for a while. I think Mike Zimmer, ever since, we went into Philly and the defense, the historic defense that he had that year laid a goose egg um, and got their doors blown off by Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Zimmer has been constantly trying to like make up for uh, make up for that one game. Like with he, he is convinced that he has to win ugly games with his defense sealing the win you know like it being the defense so i I, you guys scored zero points and his takeaway from that was that the defense is the problem no no no. my issue wait for it wait for it my issue here is our offense yes we only were up 13 to 6 at half but i mean essentially whenever kirk looked towards justin jefferson's way he could do no wrong madison had a very good day yes 48 yards on one carry but still a very good productive day we were efficient mm-hmm. which is what we've been um my issue is i have a very strong feeling that since that nfc championship game mike zimmer medals he just constantly needs to medal and say hey all right we're, we got a lead just just don't just don't lose the game and it's it's the constant let's coach to not lose instead of just Let's just keep doing what we're doing and score more points and, you know, have it no doubt. But I think Zimmer likes that when it's when games are kind of close. Yes, he always wants to win, but he wants it to be like the defense making that stop. The defense being the reason for it, like a 19 to 17 win on a last second field goal. That's that is, you know, it's, no one's going to sit here and win. go, oh, the offense had a great day. Yeah, no, it's, not. it's a win, but it's one of the wins where it's like you're happy they won, but you're not happy you know, about the execution of that win. It, it wasn't, Yeah, it, it was very much in doubt. It definitely could have been a don't, devastating loss. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it would have been a season ending loss, essentially. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I, I will take every single win that I can get. I would have gladly taken a very ugly win against Cleveland the week before. I don't want to, I don't want an ugly win against the 0 and 4 Lions when they come into US Bank. No. I, like that should not be what happens. We should be blowing their doors off. And it's I know it's divisional rival and you, you, whatever, but it's no. We are we are a better football team 
And it just seemed to me that second half, we continue just to, you know, not do anything. We have not scored as I, I saw Dustin Baker pull this stat. We have yet to score a touchdown in the second half with the mark with the scoring margin of seven or less this season. That that's a, that's inexplicable. Like we, that's yeah. We I was gonna say I, I was just looking back at the schedule here, and in the last three games, the Vikings have mm-hmm. scored three total points in the third quarter. And yeah. you know sometimes then there's there's some panic points in the fourth quarter because teams come back and you have to respond yeah. and stuff like that. But in the third quarter, one point per game, you know, <laughs> like it's that's and, really not good. And we're just historic. It's and it's a terrible thing to do, especially when you add the factor of how many points, how many garbage points we give up near the end of the first half. I mean, you look back at Arizona, obviously that was catastrophic. Um, mm-hmm. you know, them getting down the field in no time, Cleveland, they scored 11 points in that, in the final, like two minutes of the first half. Do you, and it's, do you that think was, that Mike that Zimmer is just like pretending he still has like an elite defense and he's just like, we I, don't need, we need any margin of victory and then we're, we're good. And we're just going to stop them from scoring points. I mean, the thing is. The defense has gotten has I mean, it's drastically better. improved. But yeah, I mean, it, it was like one of the worst improved. defenses in the league last year. So yes, it's improved, you know, fairly substantially. But like, it's nowhere near you know the Vikings defense of old that you think of when you think of you know shutdown defenses. It's not. Yeah. And w- it's not like, that. I mean, we're currently we are currently ninth in the NFL in points allowed per game. That's because so, you guys don't I, score any. So then everyone just takes the second half off. But anyway. I mean, we still have a positive differential. I've, I've already got that taken. Still in the, the oven. only thing. Yeah, I, I've been working on that because I know and you're going to you, bring it you up. You guys have scored seven more points than us. Like, like, what do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> but but our defense. We're oh, we'll actually we'll get to we'll get to the Packers defense yeah, at some point like, here. But I, so there's there's not a clear enough thing to to rule that out there. Yeah, but you with, but uh, you guys aren't an awesome defense. It's, it's well, it's yeah, it's it's not what you know it was in 2017, obviously, which was extremely good. Um, and I feel and, like, and, I feel like Zimmer's acting like it is. And it's like, yeah, we don't need to put our foot on the gas because we only need, you know, 20 points to win. And that's not true. No. And, it, and it's something that we just need to, like, th- th- we have to stop it. We have to stop this. Let's just chill out in the third quarter and take it off and then be like, Oh shit, we gave up some points and now we have to come back and win. It's like, let the offense, if they're in a rhythm, here's a breaking, here's a hot take. Let them stay in a rhythm. Like what, like what, what is the reason for it? And I, I honestly am convinced Let that Kirk he's just grill. <laughs> like I, I just, it's just wasting talent that we have. We have a lot of talent, especially on offense. And it's just like, no, nah, let's just, you know, basically punt the ball right back to the other opponent, the opponent that's trying to claw their way back into these games. And our schedule does not afford to do this anymore. Like we are now entering the, the gauntlet of our, of the schedule. We already have the hardest remaining strength of schedule uh, among the rest of the league. And we're two and three. That's, you know, it's not out of it, but at the same time, it sucks. Like we hey, can't but really you guys get to play the losses. lions again on December 5th. So that, yeah, That's pretty good. And then between that, we have a uh, Panthers, and then four straight four and one teams at this moment: and the Cowboys at Baltimore, at mm-hmm. LA Chargers, and then 
obviously hosting the Packers. And then we get the the Niners, whoever that might be at the Niners, whoever it's Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance or whatever. It's still the Niners. Um, and so I just yeah, there's there's a, there's them. a real gauntlet there that uh, I don't know. You might look back on the end of the season, you know, if you if you get beat up in that gauntlet and you couldn't take advantage of these early games, you know, where a couple of them, which, which to be just fair, unlucky. like it's not it's not even looking like. You know, the teams that we've lost to are good teams that they're proving to be very like, you know, one of them is still the only undefeated team. And we absolutely should have beat them if Greg Joseph makes that kick. But, he, you know, there are positives with this game. Obviously, it's unfortunate, but that it is what it is. But Greg Joseph drilling that, you know, 54 yard field goal attempt as time expired. I mean, that's huge. Kirk Cousins leading that drive. 37 seconds down the field. Um, that's hey, wh- huge. Whatever you have to say about Mike Zimmer, I think we can agree. He's gotten a little bit better with not like cutting kickers immediately after they miss yeah. one important kick. Yeah. Um, I mean, because, you Jamie know, if Carlson you cut missed multiple kicks and it was his second career game. So, yeah, it was his second career Obviously, game. In, you just put yourself in, in a box there. But I mean, yeah, in hindsight and all that. Well, but I mean, have, if you, he doesn't have the long trust that a Mason Crosby did when he had this terrible game. Well, good thing he never has Lions. any other terrible games. Um, he hasn't been that. I mean, he's been be, he's been good. Yes. Oh, but he's, like, he's been really good. Up until Who knows? Who knows what happens? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think. I, I'm just I want to give Zimmer some props because I know that he like any time you know uh uh like the miss field goal against the Cardinals that kind of situation I, I, you know you know every cell in his body was like cut that fucking kicker and he didn't do it yeah. and it paid off here <laughs> you guys yeah, didn't have I to mean, pull the, in a dude off of a practice squad the, to miss this kick you know the things that 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 are the problem you know why we let them back in um. You know, Kirk taking a, a shot deep, which I didn't hate. Um, you know, it is what it is. Obviously, Madison fumbling in our own territory. That was almost catastrophic. Um, just go down, dude. Like, that's mm-hmm. – I think that's just him having a back a backup mentality and just trying to get as much as he can. Penalties were a bad – or a big issue. Um, you know, we I, almost I would like gave this to, uh, I would like to applaud Dan Campbell. Unironically, this – for uh, – um, going for uh, two at the end, trying to trying to go for oh, the absolutely. win, not playing for overtime. I mean, yeah, no. the balls of that, and kind of the uh, awareness of you know, okay, we're the lions. Like, let's just yeah, let's just go ball so well and see what happens because it's not like it really matters. No, um, I, I, it's just you have to do that when you're an underdog like that. You're going four. Like, what do you have to lose? Literally, mm-hmm. you know, um, the season's essentially over unless something historic happens and i just don't see that um you know positives pass rush was really it was good everson griffin had a great day um he's had a great season so far i think he's already up to four sacks um uh daniel gets another sack wanham got one i mean we, like they, they didn't do enough to to warrant them being this close it was just our own mistakes doing this and hopefully it's the it's the last kind of game we have of that um for a while um i don't know i i was a i was a mess for that final kick um yeah i'm really upset that we don't have any video of that yeah i mean dustin was trying his best to jinx as much as possible (laughs) uh so much so that like 
just being obnoxious. <laughs> and I like I I I, I kind of like blacked out during it. Like I didn't really. I don't know. I, I think that's the best. I think and, that's the best way to do it, honestly. Yeah. Like I just I I I, I was mentally or subconsciously preparing myself for a miss, and I just didn't want to remember that ever. So I just it is what it is. He made it good for him. Um, that's, that's kind of all I have to say. Just, mm-hmm. you know, Mike Zimmer, just let the offense be the offense and you worry about the defense. Like I just want our next off our next head coach, whenever that may be. I'm oh, wow. We're already, we're already looking ahead. I'm huh? not saying fire Zimmer. Well, he's old, man. He's almost 70 years old. So it's like, you know, at some point he's going to retire. And I just want our next guy to be a from a offensive background, whether that's he a is old, QB coach, he is full of life. If you've seen his girlfriend, no. he's doing just fine. You know, and I and I did love like instantly after the they showed like cousins and him shoving each other on the sideline and like, yeah, what that. a what a visual, what a strange, well, and awkward so situation. Like, everyone's like, "Ooh, wow, they were gonna come to blows," and it's like, no, they weren't. Like, is that Zimmer is that what people goes, are saying? Yes. Okay. Literally, they're like Zimmer's about to punch him in the face. It's like, no, they're not. Because I, 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 I like, like <laughs> recognize that they're celebrating and they're like yeah. all pumped up and like, yeah. But it was just yeah. so fucking weird and awkward looking. That was what I latched onto. And then there was yeah. there was one was... image I saw, just like one frame of the video where Kirk like has Zimmer like in his shirt in his hand and he looks like he's going to oh, beat yeah. the shit out of it. That one was pretty funny, but yeah. And you know, he's literally <laughs> just yelling, you like that. You like that. And, and Zimmer, of course, you know, he's just like, was he I, yelling? You could, oh, you could see. no, he was, he was That's yelling, his you thing, like dude. that. That's his thing. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, he, he, uh, has all these, you know, weird quirks about him, but that's what Zimmer has been asking of him, like wanting him to be like, and, I want I you to punch me in the thinking, face, you pussy. I think he was just kind of taken <laughs> aback by it, and he loved it. I mean, you know, it was just, you know, I that's something you like to see. Like, I don't know. He, my uh, Kirk Cousins was mic'd up during this game. He's a big Nicolas Cage fan. Uh, he knows, like, all of his movies, which is kind of funny. I mean, don't we all? I don't know. It's a, really, it's, it's a really funny mic'd up. Like, he's just, like, just kind of a weird dude. But I don't know. Like, everyone, like. He's loved by his teammates. Like everyone loves him, and it's just—it's uh, like he's just a goof. He's just known as like that nerdy dad. And I'm like, okay, like, it's, it's really it good to. I mean, I've known for a while, but it's really—it's really comforting to know with 100% certainty when the Vikings civil war breaks out after this season between Zimmer and Kirk, which side you're going to be on. You are you are Spider Man to Kirk's uh, Iron Man. I mean, you you are going to be right there next to him. I don't. I don't. Without I don't a think doubt. So. I you know I've, I'm the firm in the firmly in the camp of he is just ridiculously scrutinized and I mean as it a sounds to me like Twitter, you hate Mike Zimmer just... more than you hate Josh Allen, and I didn't even think that was oh possible. <laughs> who did I add to the we're list gonna, last week? Do you remember? We're gonna get to that, we're gonna get to that game. I can't uh, even remember who you hated. There was another. I have to uh, listen again. I don't even yeah. remember who's on the. You hate so many people. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one, one thing I want to uh, say: now, this this Vikings Lions game highlight video twelve minutes and twenty seconds, third shortest of all the games this week. 
the highlight video, and this can't possibly be accurate, but based on the website I'm looking at right now for Packers Bengals, is 39 minutes long. Well, there were so many misses. So but many like, misses. I don't think that there wasn't four times as much game. Like, what are you showing? I let me let me see here. No, it's 19 minutes from the NFL. Okay, because it's, it's 19 minute. Because from seconds. what I'm looking at, like on the Google page, it says 39 minutes and 10 seconds. And I was like, holy Probably like shit! A, analysis. Yeah. It, somehow that game is longer than the Browns Chargers, which we will kind of we we will talk about. But we did mm-hmm. honorably mention that uh, that's only 15 minutes. That highlight video. Which yeah. Is, that well, I guess, game was bananas. We'll get to it. But yeah, do you want to transition then to Packers Bengals? Yeah, let's go. Let's go the. The, the contest between which kicker could miss the most field goals, and yeah. one of them finally had to make one. I, so, I think they had like a side bet. Like, well, we yeah game. we we had a uh, we had our kind of triannual is that the right way to say it like Crosby blow up game like once every several years Crosby just falls apart and it's not very clear what happens and it you know kicking is a very cerebral heady thing to do and it just it just snowballs um yeah. you know i think it was two or three years ago uh in detroit oh. he missed five field goals in one game and i think now that we now that we kind of went kicks. through that i think five, five kicks five kicks because he, he missed he, i think he missed two extra points and three field goals oh jesus but he whatever in this one yeah whatever it was he missed four three field goals and, and an, an extra, extra point. point, so yeah, four. Mm. But he he had another one of those games, and I think that Detroit game kind of has prepped the fan base where no one is turning on him this time, like some people did last time. Um, you know, all the players and coaches, people very supportive, but it was it was bananas. And so he misses a kick towards the end of the game. The Bengals go down. It's tied twenty two twenty two. Bengals go down. Their guy doinks a kick off the post. We get the ball back with like 30 seconds. Rodgers gets the team down. Crosby misses another kick. It was like 50-yarder, and we go into overtime. Crosby goes out to the middle of the field, gets the coin toss wrong. Like, this dude could not help in any way. And then the Packers defense, Joe Burrow just gave them the football. I have no idea what that was. On their, on like the first play or something, maybe it was like third down. I can't remember, but like in the first several plays of their overtime possession, just threw the ball right to a linebacker, not not even kind of near one of his guys. And Crosby gets a 40 yard field goal in overtime to win the game. And it was the biggest miss. Like it was the furthest away from being good of anything he kicked that day. It was Mm -hmm. mind boggling. And at that point, I was like, okay, whatever, you know, if they have another chance to like win this game, they, I don't, I don't want him taking a 20 yarder, you know, I, he, he's clearly not okay. And we need to just sit him down and not let him do anything else for the rest of the game and let him figure it out going forward. Uh, the Bengals go down, kick another f- uh, field goal, and it hits the flag <laughs> that shows you the wind on the top mm-hmm. of the post. McPherson thought he made it. Which like yeah, it had some late movement. Yeah, yeah. it looked it like definitely curved. But like, if anyone should know whether or not it went in, like you have the best angle on the field, dude. So that was kind of weird. So now we're at we're at five missed field goals in a row, and the Packers get down. 
It's fourth and like inches. And they send Crosby out for a 49 yard field goal and hand up. I texted my dad and I said, they should go for this because why would you think that now it's going to work? I just, I, yeah, it was a, it was a wild decision. I think after the game, Matt LaFleur kind of told a story about how, you know, he asked Crosby, can you do this? And he said, yeah, but like, I think we've kind of talked about it. Like no, no kicker is ever going to, they're like, no, I can't do Same. it. I can't do it. <laughs> I, I'm fucked up today, man. I got you. Just go for it. Put put in AJ Dillon and try and get fourth at inches. So uh, he kicks it, and it was like perfect. I I don't know what the hell's going on, but it's Packers Kickers are weird, man. Packers get out with a win, and I think that that uh, the you know, the field goal drama at the end. I I kind of just put that in a box and based on you know my faith in Crosby, I don't think we're gonna have a long-term issue with this. Hopefully I think it's, it's similar to that lions game. So then you look at the rest of the game in general. Um, and I had a couple takeaways, you know, besides all the drama at the end. Uh, the first takeaway, Joe Burrow has massive testicles. He got absolutely planted in the middle of this game. Did you see that play? Uh, no, I didn't. He was scrambling and he, Kind of like he didn't dive, he like or he dove like head first and got hit kind of like above and below by like someone diving at his hip and someone hitting him in the chest and he like I mean his head hit the ground so hard I thought for sure he had a concussion. Oh to, oh yeah 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 I yeah. seen that yep yep yeah he had to leave for a play and it turns out he was he was okay I think he had some health like a contusion or something after the game that may or may not have been that play but. I mean, Big he's and, and and he came back in and he was getting sacked and all kinds of stuff. And I mean, say what you will about Joe, and he threw two bad interceptions this game. But my God, the dude is absolutely fearless, especially when he's already on you know one and a half legs. Um, yeah. The Packers have a big problem on defense, and it it's exacerbated by the fact that Jair is out for the foreseeable future. Hopefully, not the whole season. Um, but the bend don't break style is something that I have been waterboarded with so far this season. And people talking about that's Joe Barry's offense or defensive philosophy. That's a stupid fucking philosophy. That's not good because, and I, and I tweeted this out and it didn't end up coming true because Joe Burrow gave us the football in overtime. But I said, the best part about a Joe Barry defense is if you lose the overtime coin toss, you lose the football game because Ben don't break. First of all, they're bending and then they're breaking teams have scored 17 straight touchdowns when they get into the red zone against the Packers. They're never not breaking. So it's like, it's just a delayed break. It's a bend and a break. And I don't know how they fix it. I think that he's getting slowly better at like blitzing and generating some pressure and having a shred of creativity, but it's, it's tough. Um, and Jamar Chase really made him pay for it in this game. I mean, his stat line through the roof. He had a touchdown at the end of the half. That was just a mind blowingly stupid defensive call. No, you know, man coverage, no safety over the top. Um, we rushed two. And when I say we rushed two, we rushed four, but two of them played this weird contain where they didn't really try and get to burrow. Like he was going to run at the end of the half on like his own 30 at 
it's just bizarre. And so the defense makes me incredibly worried. Um, the offense had its ups and downs, but for the most part, I wish they would have converted a little better on the in the red zone. You know, more touchdowns, less field goals. But overall, I'm not too upset with them. I feel like if as a fa- if I were a fan of the make of a team makeup that the Packers currently have, um, you I mean, mean like I, the players I, on the team? Yeah. Okay. I would be like the current like hierarchy. I should say. I would be terrified, like partly terrified, like every single play or every game that because like if something happens to Devontae Adams, I understand Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks ever. But like I, I, I mean, this the target share is just bananas. The target it's, share it's just, is bananas. The production is just crazy. And it's like if one if a team like. That's just, it's a it's a ridiculous. Yeah, no, ask. he, like, he is like, he is the focal point. But having said that, Aaron Rodgers was undefeated last year in games where Devontae Adams didn't play, of which there were several. Um, I would be worried in that game. You know, if something happens to Devontae, God forbid, and you know he leaves in the middle of a game, the rest of that game there's going to be struggles. But when they were without him last year, and they kind of you know they didn't have. You know, that crutch, I guess, if you want to call it, to lean on, they were featuring, I mean, they were featuring guys like Robert Tunyon successfully. They were featuring Aaron Jones, which I've already done once this year. Uh, MVS is currently, you know, injured and not playing, so he's also someone that could be getting some looks. I am not overly concerned. I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned about it, but I have faith that LaFleur can scheme up stuff. I think... What it is, it's almost like having a Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers duo allows you to not be as creative because, you know, you, you your offensive philosophy most of the time can just be, well, I mean, they're just going to beat everybody because how do you stop it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just I just feel like it would be. I mean, it was you could make an argument that it was it was stopped last week against Pittsburgh. I mean, six catches for 64 yards only. That I'd call that a stop. I mean, for Devont for Devontae. Like, well, that's and not we a bad won that day. game by multiple scores. I mean, I understand, but that's that's partly I think just it was Big Ben being Big Ben, what he is. But I'm just saying it's. Well, they put I up understand. they put up 27 points with Devontae having that stat line, which kind of wasn't there like a pick six? Wasn't there like a defensive score or something that happened? I don't think so. I just remember. No. no. No, there were some turnovers, but no defensive scores. I mean, I think that the Packers have, you know, an offensive scheme that is flexible enough to shift to other pieces. It would definitely be a huge loss. I mean, obviously, I think Devontae is the best receiver in the league right now, and it would be a massive loss, you know, if he were to not be able to play for whatever reason. But having said that, I don't think it would torpedo the entire offense. That's... All right, that's and fair. I hope we I just, never find out which one of us yeah. is right. I just, I just think like it's not necessarily has to be hurt. I'm just saying, you know, teams selling. I, I guess it's just like you have more faith, obviously, in in these guys that you know haven't showed up at all this season because they haven't had to. Um, Randall if, Cobb like, had two to... touchdowns last week. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I think that. One of the benefits of having 
you know, an all-time Hall of Fame quarterback is that he can make guys look good. And obviously, when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback and a superstar wide receiver, it's even better. But you don't absolutely need the top-tier guys at the skill positions. You know, the Tom Brady effect of throwing to nobodies and Aaron Rodgers has done the same thing in his career where – you know, have you seen that graphic of like all the touchdowns? There's one for Brady. There's one for uh, Rogers about like the number of touchdowns they've thrown to every guy they've ever thrown a touchdown to. Uh, probably. It, and it's just like you look and it's just like 50 guys and you can't even remember the names of like half of them. So I don't know. I hope, like I said, I hope we never, ever have to find out. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, I did, like I said, I don't really have too many thoughts on it just to, that observation of just, you know, very like, obviously, you know, I understand having a hall of fame quarterback and wanting to get your superstar. Like that makes sense. Duh. But like, it just, it on paper, it looks very one dimensional and it just, you know, obviously defensive coordinator, it's just, it's just the philosophy of our guys are going to beat your guys in every matchup, which they have, they've done that. They're obviously very good together. It's just, yeah, Not I mean a lot of depth, proven depth behind them. That's all I'll say. Proven depth. No, I'll I'll be the first to tell you that uh, you know MVS and Lazard and they fucking like they're on the team. They're, they they're throw, on. They get a paycheck. I was I was beside myself. They threw a wide receiver bubble screen to Alan Lazard with Equinemius blocking for him. Why switch those two in that play? Why the fuck? Lazard is like one of the best blocking receivers in the league. That's like his little like hallmark calling card. And you got Equinemius just getting his doors blown off by a DB on a bubble screen. Like, I don't understand. So there's, there's some questions and the offense has regressed a bit from last year when it was, you know, the, the best offense in football. So there's definitely room for improvement, but. Right. All right. All right. Let's go up. Let's move on. Um, the other game we want to spend some time on, and that, of course, what is the Saturday night matchup with the Buffalo Bills traveling to Kansas City to play the Chiefs uh, with a hour and 15-minute weather delay at halftime. So that was nice. Yeah, so that sucked. That was... It was, and it was pouring the whole second half. They talked which, about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches so They showed long. literally... They showed about they showed every single game's highlights and I was like, wow, why, this why is... couldn't why couldn't John Gruden resign on Sunday night and then they would have actually oh, yeah. had something to fucking talk about? Even, well, even I, 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 I think I we'll write I think my, we'll talk about news. that. Yeah. Yeah. You're, um, you, you really suck at mentioning the news at the top. Well, because I scroll past it. That's the problem. You're too so excited I, I about get, your own game. You ego. I want no, I because like I have my thing and I'm like. All right, it's right there, but then I can't see the two-minute drill, and I kind of put it down a little bit. Then it covers up the news, so that's why I don't know. And I'm looking we'll, at box scores. We'll do we'll do news after this game. Yeah. Um. All right. But yeah, so... huge huge fucking delay, and don't let that distract you from the fact that the Chiefs fucking suck. Okay. I knew you would do this, <laughs> and that's why I have this prepared. Um, so yes. Obviously I gotta stop Chiefs, tweeting my my hills. I'm gonna die on out, so you're ready so for them. The the Chiefs obviously have you know given up a lot of yards and points and whatnot and production to opposing Wins. quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, on the surface, that looks really you know really bad. And where the Bills have given up, you know, they're stopping these. You know, they're looking like the best offense or the best defense in football, which is rare, obviously. Um, on the surface, that looks great. But here, here are the quarterbacks 
that Buffalo has played so far. Uh, Big Ben, Tua slash Jacoby Brissett, Taylor Heineke, Davis Mills, and Patrick Mahomes. So it's like, okay, Buffalo's faced Mahomes, one of the best players, um, if not the best. Uh, Kansas City, meanwhile, has faced Baker Mayfield, who hit or miss, Ooh. yes. Uh, Lamar, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen. Those those four that is named extremely dynamic, great quarterbacks. Like they are, are like, you know, they're dynamic enough. Jalen Hurts is unproven passing, but he has wrinkles to him, obviously, with his running ability. So, yeah, I mean, the, I'm not, the, I'm not the Chiefs excuse, defense is it's playing. It's, it, it, it's playing good quarterbacks, but this is a trend that even extends back in the last season. I know we were talking on Twitter about it during the game. The Chiefs now, after this game was decided and they lost, have either lost or won by less than a score 16 of their last 18 games, which means that if the ball bounces a different way in those games, I mean, you'd be looking at a 2-16 record in the last 18 games. And, not, you know, obviously have to bounce the wrong way in every single game. But there is this narrative out there that the Chiefs are unstoppable. And I think that to a certain extent... I mean, that narrative, I feel like, got crushed literally in the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, it got crushed in the Super Bowl, but I feel like it's kind of recovered where people still treat the Chiefs as the Chiefs. Their defense is not good. It's just not. And take that from a guy who also has a defense that is not good. In fact, I'd like to kind of appeal to Chiefs fans right now. Hi, uh, my name is Kevin. I'm a fan of a team with an all-time Hall of Fame quarterback who will be consistently let down by the defense. We are the same person. The Chiefs are not that different from the situation that the Packers have had for a long time. I'm not a tourist. I'm a prisoner of this type of football team, and I'm recognizing it. And I don't think that Andy Reid is recognizing it. And I hate to turn on Andy Reid, and I'm not going to fully turn but on see, him. This, this is where I don't agree with you on this take. If it's if you stick with just on the defense, yes. But you're like trying to make a take that like the offense is Andy Reid's actually not that great, or he, you know, he, you know, it's, he gets all this credit for nothing. It's like how many points in those games? Like, what's their average points scored in those games? I look back at them; they got some high numbers that they score in those games. So it's it their offense has never been the problem. They got some high and numbers I, they score in those games, but here is the situation with the Chiefs' offense: if you take away. Tyreek Hill, which granted, it's hard to do. Not everyone can do that. But if you can do it, they have almost nothing. Travis Kelsey is not a game breaker. He is a very, very good tight end. He rarely has, you know, huge chunk plays or just backbreaking. I, just, I don't, I don't believe that at all. But I don't, six, I don't think you have six for fifty-seven those this game. In he this averaged game, nine and a like half. They, per catch. they had an unbelievable game plan on both him and Tyreek Hill. They also, which we have not mentioned, I barely. Uh, they had a huge advantage or help from the weather by being up, and they the whole second half it's downpouring. Kansas City's trying to make a comeback. No shot. There's no shot. There's a reason that Buffalo's offense didn't look that nearly as dynamic as it did in the first half. I mean, it's just. Weather plays factors into these games. Like you cannot throw the ball consistently enough when it's torrential downpours. Like that just 
that's just what happens. I know that they're NFL quarterbacks and like whatever, but like it's just a lot easier for the defense. It helps the defense a lot more. I mean, I guess it helped the defense catch footballs too, because Mahomes threw two interceptions, and I think there's also a Mahomes. One problem. of those literally went right off of Tyreek Hill's hands, like it hit him directly in the hands, and he tipped it up. It's the one thing you cannot do. And Tyreek like, Hill's a terrible wide receiver. No, but Patrick Mahomes. No, I'm just saying, like that's that's. So, so you don't think that there's yes. any sort of Patrick Mahomes problem? No, he had, he had a bad game. He had a bad game. He I'm has had a he bad had a season so far. He's thrown as many interceptions so far as he did all of last season. He's becoming reckless and almost like kind of reliant on the, you know, like Sports Center top 10 Tyree Kill, you know, trick crazy. How the fuck did he do that? No look pass plays. And, it, you know, he, he threw a no look interception a couple weeks ago. I think that. There's something to be said for, you know, he's been the golden boy for so long that you start to think that you can get away he's with been stuff. He's been for four years. He's yeah. Been, he has three seasons and, as, a, as a starter. Yeah, and all three belt. of those, he he's been has been twice and he won the MVP phenom- the other one. Of course yes. he made a golden boy. But he's been a phenomenon, <laughs> and at a certain point, his last four games, he's thrown at least one interception, two of them he threw two. Like, I don't see how you can look at his play and think that it's not regressing a little bit because it is statistically. It just is. He's also thrown 16 touchdowns. Like I don't, I, yeah. I don't understand. Like, and it, the whole it's volatility. Thing, that's what I'm he talking threw about. As many as he did last year, he's at six interceptions right now. If that's as many as he did last year, whoop de doo Aaron Rodgers threw five last year. And he's already at three. Like I, I just interceptions can be such a flawed stat. If you just look at the total number, it doesn't account where a receiver tips it off his hands into a defender. Like what's a quarterback to do with that? Like, I just, I just think that that, that stat's not always indicative of quarterbacks, you know, losing a step. And that's kind of just crazy to me. Like I'm, I just, I'm not, I cannot get behind that take. I know it's a hot one. I just, I can't get behind that. Well, and I'm not out here trying to say that Patrick Mahomes is not awesome because he is, he's really, really good. This is not literally been historic. This is not me standing up on a hill and saying Patrick Mahomes is washed or anything like that. Oh my God. That would be, Oh, that, that makes me, that makes me smile just thinking about it, but I don't think I have that much to begin with, but, um, no, this is not me saying that, but this is me saying that the chiefs are not what people build them up to be. The chiefs have problems and the good news for chiefs fans is that coming up here, you play the football team, the Titans and the giants, and then the Packers who have a bad defense and the Raiders, like you have plenty of opportunity here to kind of, you know, run this back and kind of fix the start to your season because two and three is shocking. I think to anyone that follows football, that the chiefs after five games are two and three, a last place in their division, which we'll, we'll get to. I don't think that's a nearly a death sentence. No, it's, it's not, it's not nearly a death sentence, especially with their upcoming schedule. I'm just saying, put it, put it on the back burner. All right. Just like turn the stove to low. Just put the, put the take of the Chiefs are, are kind of in trouble a little bit and just put it back there and let it simmer. And every once in a while you check on it and you see how it's doing. 
And it might take a while. Maybe you put it in like a crock pot and you come back tomorrow in, within the metaphor. Um, but it's, it's something I wanted to bring to the table. And also, I do want to factor Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he threw two interceptions. But when his team's getting their doors blown off and they're losing and he's trying to get them back into games, like what is he supposed to do? Not, uh, you know. And, and throw the ball. you know, as much like, as you would hate to discuss it, uh, Josh Allen fucking rocks. He's really good at football. I I do. I had him on. I have him on my fantasy team. That was awesome. Yeah, you have I, Josh I, Allen, I, and I have Tom Brady. Coincidence? I think not. I I just don't understand. Like you're you're trying to make it like I'm equal with you with your terrible Tom Brady take <laughs> last year, and it's nowhere close. Literally nowhere close. I all I said was going into last season. Josh Allen needs to make this make the jump, and boy did he! And you know, is it because I said that? Maybe, that's, uh, maybe. That's we'll some, never know. That's some rose tinted glasses on a take if I've ever heard well, one. Well, we'll um, never know. I have a question You're welcome, for you, Buffalo fans. You're welcome. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, Dawson Knox. That's the question. Uh, he's a football player that catches yeah. touchdowns. Is. <laughs> Is is he going to keep catching touchdowns? I don't know. 117 I, I, fucking yards on three catches. We're, we're at we're at like a we're at a, a a situation like Eric Ebron a couple years ago with the Steelers or, or the Colts where he caught like 12 touchdowns or whatever it was. It was like a crazy percentage of his catches were touchdowns. I think like literally mm-hmm. a quarter of his catches were touchdowns. Um, this this game was super weird though because like Josh Allen only threw the ball 15 times. Or he only completed 15 26. passes. He threw 26 yeah. times. And so yeah. it's like a fifth of his completions were touchdowns. You look at these receiving numbers. Knox had three. Diggs had two. Moss had three. Sanders had three. Everybody else had one. Yeah, I mean, he literally averaged weird. 21 yards. He averaged 21 yards of completion. Like, that's that's video game numbers. That's a video game stat line. Yeah. Uh, he also ran for 59 yards in a touchdown. Um, I I don't know. It's just is what it is. Like they just kept beating them with these him extending plays and like, you know, receivers just getting open. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just, uh, sh- shout bills, out, bills shout out Micah wagon. Hyde interception. Yeah. yeah go Micah. <laughs> I miss you. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. J- Jordan Poyer. I'm, I'm not really a fan of him. Like I just, the hit that he had on Kelsey, like, he just comes flying. Like, I don't know. He yeah. just comes flying in, too. It's, it's not a good it's, look. It's it's a Sendeo effect. Like, it's just safety's just trying, like, you know, human torpedoing. Oh, my God. Did you, you, say, did you just, see? I did. This is I off topic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sendejo did that again on I didn't Monday know he was on the Colts until Monday. I didn't. Yeah. I had put him away in the the Brandon Bostic drawer of my mind of just like guys I don't think about for my own mental health, and then yeah. that happened. And I was like, "That's it!" And I just started googling and trying to find dirty Sendejo plays just to make myself mad. I'm not really sure why. Because you like to be mad. You're you need to be mad. It's true. It fuels me. <laughs> you 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 fuel on hate. <laughs> um. All right, let's let's. I know we said we're going to talk about the Browns Chargers, but I'm actually going to talk about them a little bit in segments. Yeah, we can cover that uh, in segments. Okay, so let's go to segments. Um, I think the Gruden news might be in here for you, maybe. Do you yeah, I can I, I can know. do it in segments. Okay. I don't know. He's one of my All right. options. All right, performance of the week. Uh, I'm going to stick with Monday night. 
and I'm giving performance of the week to Mr. Lamar Jackson. Um, Lamar yeah. is how how do you, how are you feeling? Because you, boy, were you convinced that just you just kept saying he just he doesn't throw well, the see, ball. Now, like, now the you know, now the pie is too big. Like, where there's there's too much of the pie going to other people. Hollywood is you know like the yeah yeah nine of one twenty five two touchdowns. That's that's nothing. You know? I mean ho- Hollywood is having a banana season so far, and I think what's happening is I assumed that the Ravens would continue their old offensive strategy, you know their run heavy scheme, regardless of how many of their running backs died on the field. <laughs> And apparently, they don't love the Tyson Williams, Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman trio. But like Tyson Who Williams wouldn't? had a great like first game with them. Like I don't, he, I don't, keep, like, he keeps fumbling. I mean, he's not I, awesome. And I so guess. they have totally changed it up to now run pass heavy. Like yeah, all the damn time. And, and I'm pretty sure Lamar did like vast majority of this in the second half. Yeah, no, the first um, half of this game was fucking boring. It was yeah, so dumb. Had, As, but aside from the uh, Jonathan Taylor screen pass, it was a snooze fest. Yeah. And so I I, I saw this uh, from Field Yates tweeted, there have been 4,017 instances in the NFL history of a quarterback attempting at least 40 passes in a game. On Monday night, Lamar Jackson completed 86% of his 43 passes. The highest percentage completion or by highest completion percentage by a quarterback in those 4,017 games ever. So I, yeah. I, I just feel like there's people that are just so convinced. They're like, oh, Lamar, they keep calling him a running back. They keep calling him a running back. He can throw the ball. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, the only issue I have is his play style. Like, is it going to last 15 years? Probably not. Like, yeah, you know. that, that's that's a concern. And I think Lamar has he did a lot in this game, like you said, to kind of silence that he can't throw the ball criticism. The only criticism I really have of Lamar at this point is the dude is just addicted to fumbling on the one yard line. Yeah, uh, he did it twice. One of them mm-hmm. got called back in this game, but it's just like, Jesus Christ, dude, just it, it doesn't happen really anywhere else in the field. It's just on the goal line. He's like. I'm I'm just gonna palm this thing and we're gonna see what happens. Um uh, but he's he's really he's really good and he's kind of the whole Ravens team. I mean, their running backs aren't doing jack shit, so it's just him throwing to Mark Andrews and uh Hollywood Brown and and him running. That's that's the offense. Yeah, it, it's crazy how many yards he's throwing for. Like he's projected four thousand eight hundred and sixty one yards. Obviously, yeah. I don't know if he'll have too many more 400 and, you know, some yard games, but still, like, that's that's crazy for a running back, you know, and he's going to probably have over a thousand rushing yards. And I just, I don't know, he's, he's, he's such an anomaly and he is really fun to watch, obviously. And just, I'm terrified of playing him in a few weeks. Um, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's scary. Uh, shout out to Devontae Freeman, though. One carry, one yard, at a boy. Yeah, yeah, man, it was that's pretty you good. Used to be relevant. Yeah, yeah, I remember that back in the day. Mark Andrews is just, yeah, I don't know. Jesus he just Christ. he has these games where he just <laughs> all he does is just be consistent and just catch everything thrown at him, and uh, I don't know. Yeah. It was uh, also it was Jack good. Doyle's a bitch. 
the Colts deserve to <laughs> yeah. lose just for that. At yeah. the end, he 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 flopped super hard. Um, all right, do you want my performance of the week now? Yep. Because it yep. is also a quarterback, and it is Mr. Justin Herbert, mm. which is our segue to kind of talk about the Chargers and the Browns. Herbert, uh. 398 yards, that's a little bit frustrating that he couldn't throw two more yards, but four touchdowns, uh, also one touchdown on the grounds. I mean, he he is as advertised, and I know a lot of people were kind of predicting a bit of a regression for him this season because his rookie year was so successful, yeah. and he hasn't really done that. If anything, he's, you know, elevated the Chargers offense to the point where, I mean, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both playing awesome. Austin Eckler, who got forcibly thrown into the end zone by the defense in this game <laughs> in a funny twist of fate. I mean, the whole Chargers offense looks awesome. I wish that this game hadn't been at the same time as the Packers because I would have liked to have seen it. Or wait, was yeah. it or was this an afternoon game? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was, it was at the same time, I believe. I think it just ran late. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a crazy game, but Justin Herbert, I mean... Just like every time he goes on the field, it's like, you need to score a touchdown. He's like, okay. And he seems like a really yeah. chill dude. I don't know if you've seen social media stuff of him. He, he's kind of he's a, like yeah, shy. He's a weird guy. He's too. like an introvert. Yeah. Like yeah. Just, <laughs> he's always has these weird references and like no one, he's always like quoting stuff. He's a big Borat guy. Yeah. Um, I saw, I saw that video too. And they're like, we don't even know what he's quoting. And like most of them were Borat. And I was like, yeah. really? You don't, you don't know what he's, uh, you don't know what very nice is. That's uh, yeah. weird. But, yeah, so good job, Justin. Yeah. Uh, my Nathan Peterman Award, I'm going to stick with the quarterback. Um, Mr. Sam Darnold, uh, this is this is not a good game for the Panthers offense, which Darnold, he's actually been pretty good this year. And he really struggled um, against a not a great Philly defense. Like, it's just it was a weird game. Like, I saw this one because it was – an early game, and it's relevant because we're playing them this week. So, uh, 21 to 37, only 177 yards, one touchdown, three picks, sacked three times. Um, the carriage turned back into a pumpkin on Sam Darnold he, this week. Yeah. You know, Chuba Hubbard had a good day, 100 yards on the ground, another 33 in the air. But it's just, I don't know. It's just an ugly game, and Carolina was kind of the one of the big surprises so far this year. And this was a comeback down to reality a little bit. And hopefully yeah. it's, they keep going down a little bit, you know, hopefully it extends, but it it's a good, it's a positive thing because I'm like, I didn't think Philly was that good of a team and they beat them. So I'm like, all right, they beat him in Carolina. Maybe you'll have another day. And now you like have this. the expectation. There can be no true despair without hope. You know, it's, it's giving me a little bit of hope. It's, you know, it's uh, like, so my Nathan Peterman, we we have alluded to it, but let's just let's talk about John Gruden. Um, yeah, John Gruden. So this award, like we've talked about, is for you know the person that hurt their team the most, and mm -hmm. it's hard to imagine something a coach could do to hurt their team more than like being such an asshole that they have to resign. Um, so John Gruden, if anyone doesn't know, I can't imagine anyone doesn't know, but John Gruden resigned in the middle of Monday Night Football. Uh, last week on Friday, the NFL dropped a bunch of emails of John's from the past. Well, um, it was the a New, a New York Times article. Well, no, no, no. So the, but the NFL gave it to the Raiders on Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
and it sounded like it was kind of it wasn't good it was kind of bad but who knows we'll see um i thought it was originally like they said it was majority about the um the lockout head of the nfl pa the uh demoris smith yes um that was that was what was communicated on friday thought yeah Yeah. what we thought was going to be only what it was and then the new york times article yeah so there was Uh, some so there was some racially insensitive not full-on slurs or anything like that but some stuff on friday on monday the new york times article comes out and the NFL, what, what I think happened is the NFL gave it to the Raiders and said, you should fire John Gruden. And they said no. Yeah. And on Monday they said, oh, yeah. And they gave it to the New York Times, you know, through yeah. unofficial channels. John Gruden was saying racist, homophobic, misogynistic, anti-player safety, anti-female refs, anti-gay players in the NFL. I mean, basically everything horrible. And yeah, that he could say he said. I heard someone um, say he did the infinity gauntlet of like bigotry. Like he just had everything yeah. included in there, and so he, you know, actually after that came out, he resigned, and it was during Monday Night Football. He will no longer be the coach of the Raiders, and despite what certain uh, TikTok comment sections will tell you. I, I don't know. The, the, there were a lot of people, as there always are in situations like this, and railing against cancel culture. I mean, if I was a Raiders fan, I don't think I'd want this guy coaching the football no, this, team. This it would dude, be embarrassing. This, he should be canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, he, and it was like, oh, it was 10 years ago. One of the emails was from 10 years ago. Many of them were much more recent than that. 2018. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's I mean, only three years ago, folks. <laughs> And this is the kind of thing where after the dust kind of settles and you kind of you can take a look at it objectively – are we that are we that surprised that, that like is anyone like John Gruden? Oh my goodness, I never yeah. I never would have I couldn't see this coming at all. Like I mean, I I think I think we can all look at John Gruden and go, yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Um yeah. Sh- shout out to uh, Jeff Fisher who hopped on Twitter and said, you know, us drafting Michael Sam had nothing to do with his sexual like our our evaluation process never once even included the player's sexual orientation. It was just based on their, you know, actual like ability and production and all this stuff. Like he just came out and just dropped this and said, you know, all right, here I am. And then everyone's like, good for you, man. I'm like, oh, good to see you, Jeff Fisher. You know, that's, that's a win. (laughs) You're now, you're now eight and eight. You're not a seven and nine. You're, you're working your way up. So maybe my Nathan um, Peterman isn't uh, John Gruden. It's, it's emails. The concept of email really hurt a football team. (laughs) fact that yeah they're, I, they're not just gone forever they they actually stay I just, I, and you can find I just them can't fathom personally like a saying those things and b being like yeah let me email this like that just shows how out of touch <laughs> i'm gonna talk all this is. shit in the email like like everything that you put online is tracked dude like you well, know that, that's, i just i don't that's know that's the kind of thing Crazy. where i i I bet you a million dollars that, you know, if someone said, John, your emails are going to get you in trouble, he'd just, like, smash his computer. And he'd be like, I, I yeah, destroyed like, the email. The <laughs> internet's gone. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> like the guy in – do you remember the, the original Transformers movie when, like, the bad guys are hacking the government and he hits the computer monitor with an axe? And he's like, oh, I yeah. stopped him. <laughs> like, that's not yeah. how that works. That's not how no. – <laughs> Yeah, um, so that's right, let's go. Uh, good, goodbye, John Gruden. Uh, knock yeah. on wood if you're with me, and no one, no one knocked. We're not with you, no, so no one, no one knocked.
Um, and if anyone did knock, they're next. Um, yeah. All right, stock up, stock down. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Chargers for my stock up. My stock up is the Chargers being legitimate contenders. Yeah, uh, dude, the Chiefs on, are terrible. The Chargers are really good. Sorry. As you touched on, uh, Justin Herbert is playing very well. Uh, they are winning against what we perceive as good opponents. Um, you know, the Chiefs, what we thought in week one, Washington, um, we thought they'd be much better than they are. And then obviously the Browns, that game was bananas. Kudos to Brandon Staley just being ultra aggressive and just going for it on fourth and two at his own 24 yard line. Analytics, you know, he just man. keeps, you know, and then on fourth and seven and, and in fourth and eight field goal range, Chargers went for it. Like, that's crazy. And like, he's just, you know, going for it on fourth and four. Like, he just constantly goes for it. And they're, they're now seven and eight on the season on fourth down. And they're just, you know, they're literally playing like Madden. Like, they don't punt. They're just like, no, nah, is, is it even? Yeah, fuck it. Rem- no like, kicks. Can we even try? Like, can we reason and like rationale here that this is actually worth it? Let's do it. And the uh, other awesome thing is their kicker sucks. So like, yeah, they have to go for it all the time. <laughs> He's like I, I out here missing they, multiple they extra of, points. Uh, I can't really believe they got rid of Michael Badgley. Like I thought he was really good or pretty good. And now there's this it's Tristan Viziano guy or whatever, but Pacino, I'm not, he's not good. No. Um, but you know, when you have a young franchise looking quarterback and why not, you know, in such a talented offense, they're all staying healthy too. knock on wood and, that's been their issue the last handful of years, and they look good, man. So yeah, dude, I'm officially on the that Chargers bandwagon. Yep. Uh, let's see. Okay, my stock up. So this this was something else that was going on on Monday night. It it was it started as a joke, despite what a shockingly large number of people uh, took it to be, which is serious. Carson Wentz. Lost in the Lamar nuclear explosion. Had a yeah. nice game. Yeah. He had 402 yards. He had two touchdowns, no interceptions. I'm not, I'm not one, but two not fully healthy ankles. Yeah. I mean, and the Ravens defense is pretty solid. And he put up, you know, the or I guess the Colts put up 25 points. I think that Carson Wentz is back, and I would like everyone on Twitter to go fuck themselves. I, the amount of people that did not understand that that was a joke, <laughs> it's crazy to me. That they like, just right over their head. The, the, like, it, the thing that gets me is the fucking arrogance of people quote-tweeting it and going, lol, you clearly don't watch football. Or so, like it was a screen pass. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> That's right. the joke. <laughs> <We don't. laughs> uh, what if um, what if we didn't watch football? What if we just Googled the scores each week and just like made shit up about the yeah. players? <laughs> that actually happened with the game. People are like, wait, none of this happened. What are they talking about? <laughs> um No, I I if we if you recall, I was firmly in the you know, Carson yes, they're one and four. The season's not going the way it is, but who knows with that division, man? Like that division's weird. You never know. They have talent on that team. Carson Wentz back with Frank Reich, like that's that's much better than what it was. Like he, you know, he he's yeah. back with who he should be. Like he's he's quietly having a, a pretty decent year. He's had some bad, like pretty bad moments, yes, but he had a great game. You know, unless Lamar went 
you know, Super Saiyan, they win this game. Yeah. And it's just is what it is. And buck up, Colts fans. If you're listening, boss man, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, it's, um, that's a huge bummer. Division's division's not out of reach. I they're, they're two games back, you know, or whatever it I, is. I have so I have one note for Carson though. You gotta mm-hmm. lose the sleeves, I think. Because yeah. it's too much white. Like you look like you're yeah. in like a morph suit. It, it's because the the Colts uniform, especially, it's just all white. Or if yeah. he had like blue sleeves, maybe that would maybe that would be better. Or like black sleeves, that would be kind of cool. But I I also don't know how that was a forward lateral. It wasn't. Forward. There's no like, way. I'm like how like that's that, that was touchdown. one of those yes, where they you scored on that same drive, so mm-hmm. it didn't essentially matter. But like still like. That yeah. that was that was one of those situations where it's like maybe if you if you put it you know in you really get down to the details and you like had the physics and the relative velocities of all the it wasn't watch the replay did it look like it was forward no because it was backward okay cool no. like yeah. once you start getting like they were both running and so who was running faster it, that's it it's so lame there should just be like a cool play clause that lets that lets that shit go yeah I just. I don't know. I'm um, not really sure what's going on with Blankenship. He's just, I think he was hurt. I think he had a hip. Because like he didn't game. go. Like they had the, they had a putter go out and kick the field goal. Yeah, he, he was, and then he, he came was, running back out. He was dealing with some sort of injury that I think it's was weird. preventing him from kicking. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um. All right. Uh. What are we on? Stock we down. Stock down. Yep. Yeah. All right. Stock down. Um. I'm giving it to the Chiefs. I have to. We already talked about it. They... You hypocrite. No, I'm just saying they have their room for error has shrunk. I mean, they this was a big game where, mm. where they could have come back and proven, you know, a lot of people wrong and been like, we're still the Chiefs. And it just they it was a bad game for them not to show up. Like, you know, the, the Bills came in with a phenomenal game plan uh, offensively and defensively, and they punched them in the mouth in the first half. And then they had to sit there and wait on it for an hour and 15 minutes or whatever it was. And then, you know, is what it is. I, I think they're going to be fine. Um, it's nowhere near the panic button. But it's just funny that they, they have the same record as, as the Vikings. That's just – we're wildly different teams. But it's just – I don't know. If you would have told me that we, we would have the same record with the Chiefs after five games, I would have been thrilled. And that's now like, like that's like the is... monkey's paw where you wished that you guys would have the same record as the Chiefs. Yeah. It's like okay, like, and it doesn't tell you that it's two cost? and three. <laughs> I just I don't know. Like even Pete Schrager had a had a, a a bit on Good Morning Football this week where he talked about Vikings fans and been like, I don't know if you guys have been noticing the games that they've had this year. Like I don't know how people do it if they're Viking. I'm like, yeah, man, like. Ben Lieber's tweet. They, they goes, complain booze. about it a lot. He's like booze, lots of booze. Like, okay, you you cannot sit there and tell me you would not be doing the exact same if the situation was reversed. I don't think I've ever complained about anything in my entire life. Yeah. Oh, you're right. That's yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> fair. All right. What's what's your stack down? My stack down is Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. For it's kind of a twofold. Uh, mm-hmm. The first part of the stock down, he. I, yeah, I'm told he was playing this week. Um, he did not have a very impressive stat line. I believe it was two for 40. No, two for 20. Two for 20. So not really involved in a game where the Browns scored. Let me just check here. 42 points. Um, 
seems. I mean, they ran for 230 yards as a team. Yeah, and, and, and that's fair. But Njoku had a buck 50. Peoples Jones had 70 yards. And so it wasn't a good week for OBJ. It wasn't. Now, there wasn't a good week for receivers. Like, yeah, Peoples Jones had seventy yards. Yes, but but there's another there's another wrinkle to this OBJ. Uh, he got out OBJ today, and I think that there's a new OBJ in town, and his name is Kadarius Tony. Uh, <laughs> dynamic young wide receiver for the New York Giants, who racked up like was like a over 289 yards. Or yeah, all, he or was he was on pace to be to crack 200 yards. He was everywhere he was the entire Giants offense and the only reason he probably didn't crack 200 yards is because then he got really upset and he punched a defender in the helmet and got ejected punch either it was a bad punch but like now you look back and you're like man OBJ was like punching kicking nets like what a pussy like you punch something that can punch (laughs) back you know it's gonna hurt your yeah. hand either way, you idiot. So, at, it's it's a bad. It was a bad day for for Odell, given that he was completely irrelevant, and it looks like the second coming just reared its head in uh, in New York. So, yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's go into our week six preview. Um. We, as I mentioned before, the Vikings are traveling to Carolina face the Panthers. Um, Are you guys scared of the, the graphic that they do where the, the Panther jumps the around Panther the stadium? The Panther jumps off? Uh, no, not really. I don't that think would, so. That would terrify me. Um, sadly, I will not be going to this game. I'm not traveling to Charlotte, um, even though the Vikings are 2-0 and when I'm in attendance and 0-3 and when I'm not. Um, I'm a fake fan. I just, you know, is what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't are know. you what are you, you worried this game? I I'm always worried, man. Like I'm always like, worried. So we talked and... about the panic button last week, and you said so, if you lost, you would have you would have smashed your face into it. Is it? Where is it? Paint me a picture. I I just I want to get to three and three. That's obviously what I want. Like I'm not gonna feel like I just ha- whenever you have a losing record, like it's a, it's a humble request. Yeah, like just and this is the time to do it, especially because as I mentioned before, our our next. Five or next six games are at Carolina, uh, hosting four and one Dallas at this point, at Baltimore, who's four and one, at Chargers, who's four and one, hosting Green Bay, who's four and one, and then at San Fran, who they're yes, they're two and three, but it's it's San Fran. So it's like that defensive Dangerous. line's terrifying. And it's just I don't know about Trey Lance. Like what if he finds, you know, his his well, little that's mojo like here and... a month and a half down the road. Exactly. There's no that, way of a, knowing. That's a long, like, who knows? He could be really bad. He could be really good. Like, either way, that's enough time. We're going to know what kind of quarterback he's going to be, I feel like, at that point, or at least this season. Um, and so I just, it's a it's a tough schedule, and this is probably our easiest game and our least terrifying quarterback um, in Sam Darnold. And I just... Christian McCaffrey, as of this recording, I think he's a 50-50 whether or not he's going to play. Yeah, and, and I'm not – that. that's obviously a benefit of him not being – He's whether he plays, he's not going to be 100%, and, like, that's good. I just I, – I, this is a, a good defense, and if we just got to take care of the ball, hopefully Dalvin will be A-OK and be yeah, good to go. Yeah, there's also injury concerns about both right uh, backs, as I, I mentioned, guess, yeah. Yeah, as I mentioned, too, Thielen and Jefferson on, didn't practice today. It's still early. It's, I don't think it's anything to panic. It's only Wednesday. KJ Osborne season. Um, I just, 
I, I don't know, man. It's just it's one of those things. Like I I feel feel decently good about it. Um, not as good as I felt last week, obviously, but we saw how that went. I just hopefully it's we get back to three and three. What do you think the the line is? Uh, Panthers two and a half. The line is actually Vikings one. We're wow. a one-point away favorite. Look at you and guys. Oh, my God. I just, that's pretty shocking that, like, I saw that, and I was like, wow, that's – over-under is only 46, so not not really expecting too many points, and I, I think that's fair. I think this is right in the ballpark of, you know, first to 24 probably wins. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just need Darnold to have a bad day again. I just need him to see some ghosts, and we'll see. I don't know. Um, second game is Green Bay the Packers traveling to Chicago to face take on Justin Fields and Chicago Bears. And there's going to be also that extra game. little uh, sentimentality. You know, we, we're not sure how much longer Soldier Field is for this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everyone's going to have to kind of take a take a look I around the at the toilet this bowl. Is not a prime and... time game is big. Like big for the Bears because this is Packers. Typically, I feel like they just whenever they play the Bears in prime time, the Bears might look like they're gonna win, and then the Packers just pull it out or they, they just beat it, them. It, it, I don't it's know. The, it's Randall Cobb again meme. Um, yeah, yeah, of the of the Bears fan watching them lose that that second time with Randall Cobb. But I mean, we still have Randall Cobb. Um, this is a game. This this to me is very similar to. Uh, when they went up against the Lions in uh, week two. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a game they need to win. And, you know, to feel good about it, you got to win it convincingly. Um, the Bears' defense is has looked pretty good so far this year, kind of per usual for them. However, their offense has not looked good, even when the switch has been made to fields. Um, Fields now is kind of nursing some sort of knee issue as well. Mm-hmm. It, you know, they got a win last week because the Raiders just looked absolutely atrocious. Um, I So like I said, I think the Packers need to win this game and they need to win by multiple scores to, you know, make me feel confident. Um, and I, I think that the key to that is going to be really smothering Justin Fields, flushing him from the pocket, just you know beating up on him a little bit because I don't know, man. He said game is moving really slow. It doesn't look like it's moving really slow for him. I mean, that was the preseason, so maybe the preseason moved slow. But yeah. I think the regular season for Justin Fields has been a rude awakening, and I think if they can keep that going, they will be able to limit the damage that. You know, normally, I don't know, maybe this is the Allen Robinson game, but he hasn't done a whole heck of a lot, you know, the for the whole year so far. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I expect at least one deep shot to Mooney that connects and makes it back to a one-score game similar to Jamar Chase at the end of the half last week. But besides that, I mean, they're down their running back. Technically, they're down their starting quarterback. You got to win this game. Yeah, and, like, it, this is one where I was, like, a Vikings fan, obviously – I my best case scenario is you both find a way to lose, but that's obviously not possible. So I don't I don't really know. I think maybe like just to make the the North as jumbled as possible, I'd be fine with the Bears winning and going to both of you would being at four and two. I don't know. 
I feel like, like after the start that you guys have had, though, you're you, you're probably gunning for a wild card. So wouldn't yeah, you want like the leaders like, still, to? I still have. Distance. I still have four games. We still have four games against the backers and the Bears. So it's like, I just I, I guess I'm I'm saying I probably just need both you guys just to look bad and like. Okay, that's fair. I don't know. Just be an ugly win for one of you. I don't really. Eh. Like I see your I see your point, but. I think also, it's a uh, this is a revenge game for Rogers because um, you know, Danica. So I don't know. I think uh, <laughs> it's, it's grasping. I, I can see the straw you're grasping at. It's just terrible. That's just terrible. Uh, what do you think the line is? Uh, Packers seven and a half. Packers only four and a half away from oh. that. You take away the. Three yeah, I was going to say, I, I, maybe I, I, I forgot the home field, but no. Yeah, I, the home field always gets like three, whatever. Over under set at 44. So shockingly, actually less than yeah, pretty the low. Vikings Panthers, which is a little weird. But Well, I mean, the Bears offense has not looked good. It's the Bears so, defense yeah, it's has looked pretty decent. So you, know, you put those two together and you, know, you kind of yeah. end up with less points. Fair enough. Uh, last game I want to highlight. Um, Raiders Broncos. No, Chargers uh, at Ravens. So this is one where it's now. Our stock ups are, or no, me. our performance of the weeks are fighting. Yeah. It's, hey. it's, it's factoring in like, obviously the Bills are in there as, you know, some front runners or contenders for the NFC, the, the crown of the, the AFC. Um, and so this is a big game. I, I don't like that this is a noon game. I wish this was flexed into, you know, in this Sunday night because I really don't want to watch the two and three Seahawks take on the two and three Steelers. Like, I, I don't know. How dare I would love you? To see this how, how dare you look down on our Geno time? We don't get a lot of also, Geno time. Also, the fact that we only have three three o'clock games and then the rest are noon in the prime time. Like we have. Um, we do have an early, we have another London game, which. Yeah, that's weird. That, is there usually two? I can't ever yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's usually two. Uh, uh no. Dolphins at Jags, so that's kind of crappy, but whatever. Yeah. Either way, we have way too many early games, and they're actually ones that I kind of want to watch. Um, I don't really care too much about the three o'clock games, so that's a bummer. Um, Cardinals Browns is kind of an option, but I think the Chargers Ravens just has to be. Uh, mm-hmm. With the way teams are playing, so I'm excited with that. Uh, what do you think the line is in this game? It's at Baltimore. Uh, let's see. The line is probably. Let's go. Chargers minus one. Baltimore minus three. Oh, so, so they're, they're just it's, they're, a, it's a coward they're just Vegas. Basically line. a wash. Yeah, yeah. basically just a, a home wash. That's the same case with Browns Cardinals. Cleveland's also in favor three points at Cleveland. A um, lot of lot of three, three and a half point spreads this week. Vegas has kind of been... Vegas needs to grow a pair. That's ridiculous. Yeah, a lot of just home three points, it seems like. Um, I don't know. But yeah, so it, I'm intrigued by it. This is, this is a game where, you know, two hot teams coming into it, and especially the way they're, they're playing lately, and it should be good. I can't believe that we're um, not right. highlighting Dolphins Jags. What the hell? I mean, it's we can watch it. It's just gotta wake up at eight thirty or watch get ready to watch it for Oh shit, yeah, that's the noon game. Absolutely that's, that's, not. Well that's that's the uh the London game, so Yeah. 
Um, it's great. Uh, all right, let's go into our two minute drill. Uh, I have four. I'm guessing you also have four. I have, let's see, I have four, but I kept the one about touchdowns for Bateman because he he wasn't actually. I'm just going to delete that. So I have three. Okay. All right, so I I'll go first then in this one. All right. Okay. Ready, Ready, set, go. Who is the best team in the league after five weeks? Um, choosing between two. I'm going to say it's the Buccaneers. They didn't ah. look good against the Patriots, but you look at their weapons, that was an off game. I'd say the Bills, but you're kind of right. The Bills, besides their win this week, haven't really beaten anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. So I need to see sustained success against good opponents. Okay. Um, are the Saints good? Uh, I think they're right in the camp of they're going to be fighting for a wild card. Uh, they're going to be in the discussion. They're going to be in the hunt. I don't, I wouldn't call them. They're not bad. They're not average. They're not mediocre. They're they're good, not good enough. That's what I'll say. Interesting. Uh, who is the worst team in the league? The worst team in the league. Because we did league. see we did see the Jags and, or not the Jags the uh, the Jets and the Giants get their first win not uh, not too long. So they're not in the un, they're not in the winless teams. So there's only two winless teams. That's the Jags and the Lions. But. Yeah, I think that the Jags and the Jets are fighting for this this honor, and again, <laughs> I, I yeah, and I think that uh, from a talent perspective, they're kind of in similar places. I think that so, so the, this decision is going to be based on things outside of the talent of both teams. Uh, the Jaguars are worse because of Urban Meyer uh, and all that bullshit that comes along with him. Even before all this crap, he wasn't a very good you know, choice for an NFL head coach, and now it's even worse. Uh, so you, you really reached down low to feel that one, huh? Yeah. I, I really I really got up and, you know, just made sure that I got a firm grip on that take before. You just had I, to uh, really just, you just really had to grope that opinion out of you. I just, you know. Yeah, just... you know, it's, it's all about just having the strength and the conviction to, to and just really... something you could really, something you could really get behind. Yeah. I mean, I put my finger on that take and I knew right away that that's the one that I wanted, you know, to make. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, jokes. Um, are the Patriots bad? Uh, no, they're not. I wouldn't say they're bad. I just think they're in a situation where, you know, it's a, it's a rookie quarterback. It's a new type of system. And Davis Mills just had an unbelievable game. Um, yeah, you know, shout out, that, shout out Davis Mills. All that Good talent job, man. in his neck. Uh, just, just keeps it all in there. The Shades of Glenn. His neck. It's crazy. Who we're um, also going to see Glenn in this week. Cause Daniel Jones. Got yeah. Super concussed. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the Patriots are I, – I still think they're a wild card team. I, you know, not as confident in it, but I could – you know, I, you know. I do not share your thought there, but okay. Uh, all right. My third one is who's the biggest surprise so far? This could be good or bad. The biggest surprise so far, and I think you asked me the same question last week, but no, I'll answer not, it again. Not quite. Not, not quite. It's a little different. Uh, let's see. The biggest surprise so far is gonna be. 
I am going to actually kind of kind of zag a little bit here. The Bengals have surprised me a lot. I don't know if they're the biggest, but they're definitely up there on the spot. I thought the Bengals were going to be an absolute unmitigated dumpster fire a la, you know, the Jets, the Jaguars, teams like that. The fact that the Bengals are kind of keeping themselves in these games and even, you know, stealing several, they beat the Steelers. That, I mean, that's got to give you hope for the future going forward. I think Jamar Chase, you know, turned out to be a better pick than people were thinking he was going to be. after the fact in the off season. So I'm going to go with Bengals. My biggest surprise. I thought they were going to be abysmal and they're actually hella frisky. You'll put it that way. All right. Uh, My last one. Are the Cowboys really good? Cowboys, their offense is really good. Um, I'm a big Kellen Moore fan. As I've stated, Um, they have weapons beyond belief and their defense is I think their defense is the epitome of like Ben don't break like they and they actually do it like I they threw up they a little get, bit when you said that sorry go on they they get turnovers like that's the that's the point of like Ben don't mm. break so like you have to capitalize on those mistakes like you can give up chunk plays and yardage look at Trayvon Diggs he get, he you know he was, he was having a ridiculous for, season he was responsible but it's similar to like Marcus Peters where he's a gambler. You know, he plays so aggressively and like obviously when he that when he reads it well and plays it right, it's really good. He makes these momentum swinging plays, but he has the ability to give up a lot of yards, you know, and he's never going to be a guy that, you know, I'm not he, he probably is not going to be like you consider like Jalen Ramsey or or whatever where he just completely erases players, mm-hmm. but he's going to capitalize on mistakes you have to play them carefully and i think that's that's that could be very very good down the stretch like that's scary football like going against that Mm -hmm. so i think it also helps that they're in arguably the worst division and it has been the worst division for years so i just you know i don't even think that mike has hit a watermelon yet i think he's saving that yeah i don't think he has to absolutely terrifying what what does make me a little upset is like I I really really hope Mike McCarthy is not going to just be getting all this credit for this offense and and whatnot oh, he's, or he's a genius. team and I mean I just I don't know because like he's not, he doesn't play call the plays like literally this is not his offense it's Kellen Morris and it's been his Mike so what just, would you say you do here Yeah I don't, I don't know <laughs> he knows when to throw it. When people tell him to throw a challenge flag, he does it. It's in his pocket. That's actually so not a strength that. of his because I have a distinct memory of him throwing a challenge flag on a play that you couldn't challenge. And Jordy Nelson ran up and put the flag in his sock to try and hide it from the officials because he knew that that would be an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. So nice. Mike, not great with the challenge flag. Um. All right. My last one is how many current division winners or leaders – will end up actually winning their division All after right, uh, five me, games. I can look at this. Just give me give me a hot mm-hmm. second. So how many currently will end up winning? Not how many will like make the playoffs or anything like that. Okay. No. Well actually how many One, current two, leaders right now? Two and a half. Three. No halves. No, I, I well when I'm not sure I count as a half and that way if there's two I'm not sure about one of them's gonna do it. Four <laughs> Four and a half, five, six. Wow, that, that feels high. 
But that yeah, I'm going six. High. All right. Okay. And two minutes. Nice. Uh, before before we go, I do want to. I I saw this and I want to get your thoughts on it because I actually really I kind of like it. Um, it's just pure chaos. Um, mm-hmm. good idea. What you could do is if teams were able to pick the width of the goal because there's so many kicks that have been missed. If teams oh. were able to pick the width of the goalposts, like baseball teams picking mm-hmm. dimensions, you know, in their stadiums. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you have you could have like just like if you have Tucker, you could go like ten feet across and just screw everyone. Whereas like if you're like the Vikings, you could just make it the entire width of the end zone and like just be like, you know, whatever. Like just, yeah, that, that could never is. backfire on you. <laughs> just kick it straight up in the air. Um I don't know. I saw it. I'm like, because there isn't anything like about the only thing about stadium differences is like crowd sound, I guess. Like there's no like weird. Well, and whether or not variables. it's indoor or outdoor, but yeah, besides yeah. that turf and grass and stuff like that. But in terms of like actual changes to dimensions and things, yeah, there's nothing, nothing that you yeah. can really do, which I kind of like. I kind of think it's dumb sometimes that like some <laughs> baseball stadiums are like way easier to hit home runs in, but Yankee Stadium. <clears throat> Yeah, it's a joke. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. I that doesn't appeal to me because I don't have a deep seated trauma around how it is now. But I can see why that might be appealing to you. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's like I saw it. I was like, hey, I you know, it's it's, it's something. It's an idea. <laughs> you know, it's it's a thing that. Or you guys could happen, just you guys could just move about. the post way to the left of center and then just line up like uh, it's in a normal it's, spot. It's not always it's not always missing left. You miss right too. It's we we find we find creative ways to miss. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Well, that's a guarantee. Um, move all right, it left and bring that's... back Blair Walsh and just like do do the same thing that you did before. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder what he's doing right now, man. Jeez. Uh, I'm sure he's super I busy. I don't. I don't care. Um, all right. Well, that's gonna do it. That's all I got. So unless you have anything, um, nope. I think we're gonna call it there. So thanks again for listening to another episode of Third and Forever, presented by Ten Thousand Takes. You can go to their website at ten k takes mn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search Ten K Takes, you can also find us on Twitter and TikTok uh, at Third underscore Forever Ten K. We post our episodes each week. Uh, you can also find links to me and Kevin's Twitters on there uh, where we're a little more active and you might see us, you know, tweet a little bit more and hopefully get Carson Wentz is back. Yeah, get 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 him. Get him on that. <laughs> get him on that. People that just hate the Colts or self-loathing Colts fans. Go, go for it. Um, so I like always. I've been your host, Adam Oz. Try as always by my co-host, Kevin. Kevin, final words. Still love you, Mason.